Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Sports Podcast, where we talk history of the game numbers and stats. And each week we highlight a charity that's doing good. If you haven't subscribed yet, then you should. Because I'm sick, 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 the real deal. And you know I got a shout out to Buffalo Bills. Turn it up to the max. Sit back and relax. This is the Buffalo Nerds Sports Podcast. Let go. Hey, what is up, Bills Mafia? Welcome into this episode of the Buffalo Nerd, your home for Buffalo Bills football with a charity on top. Brought to you by SB Nation on the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network and is being served up to you live by Picasso's Pizza on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. Treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day. Picasso's, we are Buffalo Pizza, shipping local and nationwide. Order online at picassospizza.net. I'm your host, Colt Schroeder. This is your first time catching the show. Thanks for stopping by. And if you're already part of the Nerd Mafia, well, welcome home. All I got to say is it's time. Welcome in, Joe Miller. How are you, sir? Go Bills. That's all I can say right now. Go Bills. It's Go time. Go Bills. It is time. Uh, I, we were both talking about this just moments ago offline. The nervous energy is like through the roof, right? There's just, we've yeah. been waiting so long for this to happen. It's finally, finally here. So I'm excited to have you join me, uh, spend a little bit of time yeah. up to kick off here with the mafia and have some fun. So when you saw this, uh, let's hit it off real quick and talk inactives. First thing mm-hmm. off the bat. So this came out just a little bit ago. Where did, where did you fall immediately when you saw it? Uh, totally. Si- uh, like sideswipe the Khalil Shakir, the only punt returner listed on the depth chart was scratched inactive. Now, obviously, you know, other guys can catch punts. You know, we, we know that Micah Hyde can catch punts. We know that James Cook can catch punts. We know that, you know, Jameson Crowder can catch punts. There's a lot of guys on the team that can, but he was slated to be, we all assumed to be the guy, not to mention the fact that right now with him out, the only re- <laughs> that we know of the only other guy that we saw on the boundary in preseason was Khalil Shakir. He's out. So the only backup boundary receiver that we have is 
Jake Kumaro because they cut Isaiah Hodgins, uh, who's now on the practice squad. So that one was the first one that was just kind of like, uh, what? Got got me a little bit. And then uh, Shaq Lawson, frankly, because, you know, Shaq Lawson, in my opinion, is the best edge setter on that defense as far as the defensive ends go. Uh, and I'm not talking about Vaughn being a kind of a hybrid linebacker defensive end, but just from a, we saw it in the preseason as well, just as a pure edge setter, Shaq Lawson is that guy. The only thing I can surmise from that is they're going to let Vaughn play more than 48% of the snap. So there's an expectation that maybe he's going to play 65 or 70% and therefore that allows us to put Shaq on the bench and get somebody else up like Balin Spector. That's which is a total surprise. Balin Specter is going to play in this football game. So that those were my first things. I'm, I've got to think you're probably right there with me. Yeah, I mean, pretty much when you saw it come out, it was interesting. I read shortly after that Crowder was out there fielding the punts for Martin in pregame. So that appears that maybe that's the way they're going to go with it. But yeah, I mean, it, oh, Crowder, Crowder, Crowder yeah. yeah, Crowder was. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it felt weird to me. I saw Shaq Lawson. I, I was having some issues with figuring out how he was going to truly fit into this whole thing when it was all coming about. And mm-hmm. I agree with you that that this is probably going to be a lot of on Miller, right? Mm-hmm. You've got to take what we're going to walk into today, right? Which is a banner going up, all the expectations in the world, all the energy in the world. You want that guy there to kind of be out there to command that energy, to put that energy in the right place and to well honestly said. hurt his old team, right? Well I mean, said. that's what he's here to do now, right? So uh, I mean, that's where I kind of fell. Uh, Cam Lewis not, not being up was another one for me because that was kind of, you could have went either way with him on making the roster, I felt. Um, but it, it's interesting. The first thing that popped to me when I saw it all come out was the five wide receivers, right? I'm yep. like, huh, that's very interesting. Um, wh- where are you at on that? It, I mean, it, 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 it remains to be seen. So I was in a conversation with uh, Chris Jenke and a couple other people just about that. And, and, and one idea that Chris Jenke had was that, you know, the Bills are probably going to run the ball. They've got three, actually four running backs that are active in this game. And maybe that means that they're going to try to establish the run and run the run the football. And I was like, or it means they're going to put James Cook and Dawson Knox on the boundary way more than they did last year. And of course the response was James Cook wasn't on this, on this team last year. And I was like, I was just kidding. You know what I meant? Like they, they didn't put <laughs> right. the running backs outside yeah. wide. They're, you know, and this year, and, he, and he's like, and he ch- chimed back. He's like, I know you were kidding. I was kidding too. So, which was fine, but I probably should have clarified that better that they were, there's a possibility that in this game, they're going to try to like put some of those running backs out on, out on the boundary, which they did not do a lot of last year. Right. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that. We talked about that a little offline. I think that's what we're going to see. I think we're going to see Gilliam out there a little more. I think the the concept this year is just to show teams that we have pieces everywhere that can do anything, right? If we're putting anybody out there, anybody out there can catch the football. Anybody out there can hurt you. And uh, it looks good so far. The other thing I looked at, I don't know you saw the Rams inactives, but Van Jefferson is out. So their top, their number three is out, right? I think most of us saw that coming. Uh, It, I'm I'm curious to see how this plays out because uh, I do believe that we're a better football team currently, but this is a question of can the Rams who are not that far behind us, I would say, use the momentum they're going to get today to beat us. Um, I don't, I don't know if you've heard this, but McVay has not lost an opener, right? Yeah. He hasn't had had that team below 500 ever. Um, So, is it an opener or is it? Yeah, it's an opener. He hasn't lost an opener. Yeah, right. Yeah, he hasn't. He hasn't lost an opener, and he's never been below five hundred with right. the Rams. Right. So I mean, this is a this is a good football team, right? And you're walking into their house. Where does that trigger anything for you? No, I mean it just speaks to his ability to get his team ready. 
right now obviously this circumstance is completely different uh the last time they came off of a super bowl it was a super bowl loss and they start i believe they started the season for maybe well they obviously won the first game of the season maybe it wasn't under these lights um you've got to wonder in my opinion just about the emotions that are going to go into uh, the pregame ceremonies the raising of the banner there's always that feeling we've heard a lot of talk about just on national shows this like the last couple days that it checks box boxes for guys guys are like i did it I, I to to the point that it was reported today on the nfl network i believe that 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 aaron donald submitted his retired papers. Yeah. he's like i'm done i've achieved everything that i could possibly want to achieve and i'm finished and now it was somewhat over a contract dispute ish but the Rams held on to his paperwork and they kind of talked him into sticking around. And I can tell you from having conversations with John Fina that when your mind begins to check out, like it becomes a dangerous place to be in the NFL. Now, I'm not saying he's checked out, but it'll be interesting emotionally speaking what that does. Seeing, you know, we did it. You know, the mission accomplished. We did it. And then, okay, but now we got to play 60 minutes of football. Meanwhile, Josh right. Allen and the Bills guys are over there stewing, right? Because Raven. yeah. Two oh, years yeah. ago, two years ago, they felt like, you know, they didn't play their best football. Last year, they felt like the game got stolen from them. So there's an aspect for them that it just might ignite them. I said on Sterling's intentional grounding show, the, the, the official pregame show for uh, Buffalo Rumblings, I said, you know, I feel like the Bills are going to be one of two things. They're either going to be a bully in this in this football game or they're going to get bullied in this football game. And it, and it's because of the, the teeter-totter of emotions for both teams. It's not a situation where the Bills have all this emotion and the Rams don't. The Rams have their own separate pile of emotions that is either, champs. Right, yeah. it's either going to propel them or it's going to deflate them. And I feel like the Bills are kind of on that same roller coaster. It's going to come down to who comes out and punches the other guy in the face and continues to put their foot on the neck, right? Yeah, and stands there because each team is going to come out and swing, right? You got to be able to stand Maybe. there and take it afterwards. I think both teams Maybe. will. I'm anticipating they will because when you speak of Aaron Donald and what I I think I said this on uh, Buffalo late night the other night is that I think we'd go after Aaron Donald hard and heavy early because mm. that that spurt that you saw in camp with him in the Bengals, he he's he's not in the right place. Right. He, he he thinks that he's the greatest player on the planet, right? Which is fine, but he takes that to some levels that are like going to get him in trouble. I think. I think we go hot and heavy after him today, yeah. and we we really try to get to that emotion of piece of him and get him into some situations that he does something stupid because he's he, he's shown us that he can do it, right? Yeah. So uh, real quick before we dive too much deeper into this there we do like to highlight a, a charity every week on the show uh, so this week uh, we chose to highlight home space uh, mm. so their uh, their home space you can find them at homespacecorp.org uh, essentially they're in the buffalo area there and basically what they uh, work with is at risk they look for single moms that are parents or single parents that are you know have a young child that are essentially going to be homeless or living in you know homeless shelters or things like that and they provide them an opportunity to kind of not only help the current generation, but also that same child in the future generations by getting them into a better situation. So it's a pretty cool organization. They do a lot of cool stuff for, you know, just the single uh, parents there in the Buffalo area. So if you never heard of them, or excuse me, heard of them, go ahead and check them out. They're over at homespacecorp.org. Very cool. All right. So let's go ahead and we've kind of hit on all those things. I mean, ultimately all season, and we've heard everybody talking about it. And I kind of wrote something about this earlier today that I put out is I want to get your take on this is as the Bills every year, uh, Bills Mafia every year we come out and we believe this is the team, right? Every other year leading up to this season, the NFL media and everybody else was not on board with that. Mm -hmm. Everybody this year is on board with that. 
right? Like it's everywhere as you look, it's the bills are the best, blah, blah. We're going to win, blah, blah. Everything is the best. Right. And I, and I wrote this thing that I want, I want Bill's mafia today to just stay calm and cool (laughs) because (laughs) we got to remember where we came from. Right. And we got to think about these expectations. These expectations are unheard of for right. anybody. Right. Right. Like that, not even the, the days of Brady at his peak were the expectations truly like this, where everybody and their brother believes it. Right. So today, no matter what happens, we just got done talking about a franchise that hasn't lost under this coach, whatever. Remember we lost to Pittsburgh last year in the opener. Mm-hmm. This is the worst time ever to play this football team. Right. Because you don't know what they're going to do yet. Week four, I'll take them all day, every day, because then we know what they're going to do. This is a dangerous situation, but this is a very good football team. So don't freak out and give up if this doesn't turn out the way that we're all hoping it turns out. Well, week one is a liar, right? It is. It truly is. That's why I say, look at week four. Tell me what a team's doing in week four, week five, when teams actually get to see what they're doing and what they're up to. We have no idea. We all thought we knew what the Bills are going to do, and they come out with five wide receivers today. It's supposed to be the most pass-happy team in the league, and we come out with five wide receivers and 95 players at other positions, and the guy that's killing it all preseason, we set him down. Right. right? So, like, it, it, where are you at with that? I, 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 I don't know what to tell you. We, we kind of talked about it already. I, we'll see. I mean, if they go five wide, clearly Jake Kumaro is not going to be out there on the field. So if they go five wide, it's going to be with Knox or James Cook, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that too. And I I'm anticipating a big game for Knox, right? I think there's a ton of reasons for it to happen. Yeah. Um, not, not only the deal, you know, the family situation, Yeah, he's already primed for a big year before any of that stuff even happened. I think, you know, so I think he's going to explode tonight and have a great game, but let, let, let's hit on that a little bit and kind of break down each side of the ball. So first thing, So we're going to do offensive takes, Joe. Sounds good. Leveling up. What's your big offensive take today? I need to know one thing from you. I want to know who's a big player that's going to have a massive impact on this offensive today that's going to be a big role that maybe we haven't heard of yet. Uh, if, if, if I had to cherry pick based off of the inactives, I'd probably say a guy like Roger Saffold. And I know that sounds weird, but there's a good chance that Roger Saffold is going to do the best that he can with Mitch Morse to contain as much as you can Aaron Donald, which could potentially open up the run game for the Buffalo Bills, which, you know, that's something that's not really being talked about. You know, the last time the Bills played the Rams, they beat them. They put it, they put 28 points on them early, then gave up whatever it was, 29 or something like that, and then came back and won the football game. But that in that game was Brian Winters, Mitch Morse, and John Feliciano. Well, this game isn't going to feature those three guys exactly. It's going to be Roger Saffold, Mitch Morse, and then Ryan Bates, which is a lot better than what we had in the past. Uh, so for me, Roger Saffold is is a, a very, very key player that can have a huge impact on this football game if he can if he can handle his business with Aaron Donald. I like that you went there because uh, you actually mentioned my guy because it's Ryan Bates. Uh, yeah. For for me, uh, Spencer Brown has not really played. And we're talking about a guy in Aaron Donald who's going to rotate through the middle, right? And he's going to bounce around a little bit and he'll move Mm -hmm. around. So to me, Ryan Bates looked incredible at the end of the last season, right? And if you look at the numbers, he rated phenomenally, right? But this new season, new year, and with Spencer not really up to par. Yeah, new new position. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, And Spencer's not really up to par, I would say, at this point. 
Uh, and he may be right. We haven't really got to see it mm-hmm. yet, but I'm having a little bit of concern with that, that we're rolling that way. Yeah. Um, so to me, Bates is a hundred percent the piece of this puzzle because I feel like he's going to have to protect Spencer a little more than he would in the past. And he's already being asked to do something that he was really not maybe meant to do. Well, they haven't played next to each other either. Right. So, and that needs to be mentioned. Yeah. I mean, to me, that's that the offensive line, I, I found that to be dangerous this whole off season coming out. And, and when you listen to McDermott and Bean talk about it, they're very comfortable with where Spencer is. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not going to go against that. Right. But like, this is the NFL. Right. And like, if these guys on the other side are practicing all camp and raring to go, and you're kind of just getting your way back, something tells me Aaron Donald could throw you around. Right. <laughs> you know, like, I just feel like that would naturally happen, but It'd be challenging to throw that guy around six foot eight. I mean, he's a big old boy. He is, but that's what I was going to say. To Spencer Brown's, you know, side of this, he is a massive human being that, and he gets fiery himself, right? Right. So as long as he's fit enough, I think his adrenaline will probably carry him the rest of the way for this matchup. But to me, that's the, that's the key on this. And I I appreciate that we both went that way, but now that there's so few of wide receivers, who's, who's going to have the best wide receiver game for you? So it's, I, you know, I said that I was asked about the X factor on Sterling show. And I said, if there's an X factor on offense, it could potentially be Stefan Diggs. And I don't mean if they're forcing the ball to Stefan Diggs. I mean, if Stefan Diggs gets loose and Jalen Ramsey can't handle him and Diggs has a new England Patriots against, you know, JC Jackson esque type game, then the Rams don't stand a chance because if he's losing his mind and they're shading help to him, to Jalen Ramsey, to kind of, to fix that, it's going to just open everybody else up. But if if you, you've got to go with with what seems obvious, which is Gabriel Davis. I mean, I'm not saying that this is going to be another chiefs esque type of game, but Gabriel Davis should, as they like to say, eat in this game. Yeah, I like that. I mean, for me, is I'm I'm trending that same way because again, just what we talked about with Spencer Brown is, is mm-hmm. Jalen's Ramsey hasn't been practicing a lot, right? right? right. And now you're going to ask him to cover who I have listed as the number two wide receiver in the NFL this year and in, in fantasy and his thing is as far as things go, he's just shown me repeatedly for multiple years in this system he can succeed, right? right? And I and I do believe that. The plan is not to force feed him, but if he gets out there and he knows that he's got to step on him they will absolutely destroy that. Right. Uh, Besides that, I like Isaiah McKenzie here. Um, Mm. I think it's a primo Mm. opportunity for him to come out and splash kind of outdo the guy on the other side of the field. Who's the best player in the NFL at it uh, and and try to match that. So I I like that energy on the Ram side of the ball. uh, Who would you say we need to focus on the most? From, from an offensive standpoint, the stop, yeah, it's really Cooper Cup. I mean, yeah. but I mean, Cooper Cup is going to get his numbers, so they do force the ball to Cooper, and Cooper's very good at you know sitting down in zones and doing what he has to do to get open. Uh, and and you know when you don't have a Tre'Davious White or a Jalen Ramsey on your football team, I mean, Taron Johnson, I think at one point in time was ranked eighth or tenth uh, in cor- in corners as a slot corner last year, and then when Tre'Davious White went out, his numbers he actually slid a little bit because you know, the defense changed and had to change and he kind of got put on, on an Island a little bit more. Um, but you know, Cooper is going to do Cooper cup things that, you know, so, so it's, I'm not saying that he can't have a good game. He can, he can have a good game and the bills can still win. Like it's mm-hmm. not like we have to shut him down completely. It's, it's, you know, containing him to the point of like, let's not let him get 200 yards receiving and have three touchdowns type of a situation. But Cooper, uh, I, do you do you anticipate? I believe that Johnson's just going to trail him today. Do you do you think that that's going to happen? 
Uh, I I don't know that Taron Johnson is good enough to track him. I mean, Taron is a is a is a you know is a nickel a big nickel corner. Uh, Cooper Cup plays in the slot a lot, so I I have a feeling the game plan is going to be, you know, the 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 thing that we screamed about for years as Bills fans with Levi Wallace on this football team as a starter, and we all like lost our mind because he wouldn't make a play in the ball, and he wouldn't make a play in the ball, and he wouldn't challenge a receiver. Meanwhile, you know, the coaches come out and they're like, Levi's playing great. And that's because we don't have the understanding that he's doing exactly what they want. Keep everything in front of him, let him catch the ball, make the tackle, and then live to see another down and bend and not break. So in my opinion, that's what they're going to do in this football game. They're going to try to keep everything in front of them. Um, And the Rams might be willing to dink and dunk and eat up clock to keep Josh Allen off the field. They don't have to run the ball to keep Josh Allen off the field. They can throw two yard and three yard and four yard passes and just make first downs and get extended drives that way, you know, which Matthew Stafford is a quality quarterback. So it'll be interesting. I, th- I think they're going to do the best they can to keep everybody in front of them. It's going to be about not allowing them to score touchdowns. That's what this game is going to come down to scoring touchdowns and, and, talk about and not letting your opponent score touchdowns. So, right. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I like that. I, I think that there's a, there's reason that the Rams will have him work outside exclusively, right? Because of the cornerbacks that we're going to be putting on the field, right? Like, I think they definitely are going to challenge that and they will probably stay away from Johnson potentially if they can, if he is only going to trend in the middle, because he, he has the experience, right? He has, he has the level to be able to go out there and do it. But so, so if, if we're putting those pieces together, we got about 10 minutes here before we're going to get out of here and get ready to watch this thing happen for that stuff to happen. And for these rookies to be, okay back there against, I think Allen Robinson's phenomenal. Uh, I, I'll just put that out there right now. He, he has not played with a quarterback at any kind of level that has given him the ability to show what he's capable of. Uh, I, he's like Terry McLaurin right now where he's like a stud for that year. And then you just keep repeating and giving him crap. Mm-hmm. It, I think he could, he could expose us today. Um, right. So I'm curious to see what you think is the most important piece for this defense today. The most important piece for the defense is the pass rush, getting four home. So, I mean, you know, when you're talking about Vaughn Miller being on this football team and Daquan Jones being on this football team and Ed Oliver being on this football team and Greg Rousseau being on this football team. And oh, by the way, your second line is almost as devastated. Our second line defensive line is better than some first line for D lines. Um, Guys are going to get double covered. So Daquan Jones is going to take two minute times. And when he does, Greg Rousseau has to beat his guy. Vaughn Miller is going to take two guys at times. And when he does at Oliver's got to beat his guy, they've got to hurry up the clock in Stafford's head. They've got to move him off of his spot. All those fun cliche words that we use about quarterbacks. You know, Stafford is not a mobile guy. He's not Josh Allen. He's not Lamar Jackson. He's not Pat Mahomes. He's a guy that wants to stand in the pocket, not as much as Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, but he wants to stay in the pocket and he wants to operate from the pocket. So you've got to speed the clock up in his head. And if they can do that, you know, it's going to, it's going to benefit them a lot to me. I'm on the opposite side. Everybody in the world are hot. Everybody in the fantasy world and in football world right now are hot on two guys, Trey Lance and Allen Robinson. And I don't get it on either case. Either one of them, it's like everybody's like, oh, my God, Allen Robinson had garbage quarterbacks. Well, I think we found out that Mitch Trubisky isn't really a garbage quarterback. And Allen Robinson had his best years with Blake Bortles. So he had a garbage quarterback and he was good. It's it's also a system. It's system more than really quarterback system as well. But there was a lot of games last year where Allen Robinson looked like he'd rather be anywhere else than playing football. And I just, well, and he's there now though. He <laughs> is that anywhere else. Right. But I just, I just don't know that that automatically means he's going to now be like a top five wide receiver. I just, Oh, I don't think he's that. No, I mean, we'll see. He's not OBJ. No. 
But he's right, right, right now. I, I have Cooper Cup is going to have a drop off this year in what he does. I mean, he Mike. he statistically had the best season by a wide receiver that there is, right? Was, it, so, but that so was I mean, it's hard to do, right? OBJ on that team for part of the season, he had OBJ. I mean, I just think you look back at this and you put you think about what Robert Woods was able to do in this offense. Mm-hmm. Allen Robinson is a better player than Robert Woods. He can't block as well and do those types of things better, but as a pass catcher and a route runner and those things, I would say he's better than Robert Woods. So his production should be pretty good in this offense is I think this is just his best opportunity that he's had in a while and and going up against younger cornerbacks is going to be his Mm -hmm. first best opportunity to start but I agree 100% with you I've been saying it all all off season leading up to this that not even the main key for this entire season is the defensive front if our if our back end is going to be a little less then the front has got to be a little faster. They got to be a little more disruptive, nothing over three seconds without moving a guy, getting on a spot. Something's got to happen. Right. So uh, speaking of your, uh, your Matt Stafford, not being a runner though, uh, player prop for you. Would you bet that Matt Stafford gets over one and a half rushing yards tonight? Over. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, They're going to flush. He's going to, he's going to run eventually. Right. I I feel the same thing. Like eventually he's going to escape out and fall for two yards. Right. right? I I feel like that's bound to happen. I just saw that thing come up and I was like, that's bound to happen. The problem is if he gets sacked three times, those are negative rushing yards. I think they're negative rushing yards. Aren't they? Don't they go against Uh, him negatively? I I do believe it'll count against him or no, actually I don't think it does. I think it's just a straight run. If he's outside of the pocket runs. Yeah. If if it looks like a design type of run thing and he gets tackled for a loss, that's a loss. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not a big prop bet guy. So yeah, it's just, I just, I think it's funny when I see stuff like that come up. Right. And it's like some of these quarterbacks, their, their run number is one right. and a half yards. Right. Cause they don't never, ever going to run. Right. And right. that bet will lose all the time. Right. Yeah. Because they still are never going to run. It's, right. just, it's just funny to me, but you, you can see that I, uh, I dropped down in there. Uh, yes, yesterday I've been really having a hard time with the score predictions on this, uh, mm. for myself personally. So I just like to hear where you're at with the score of this game. So I said uh, last night on the Humpty Hotline with Sterles, uh, I got twenty seven seventeen. I think I put it out there in Twitter uh, in Twitterverse as well. So I'm, I'm at twenty seven seventeen. Josh Allen with two or three touchdowns. Um, I think there's a good opportunity for the for the running backs to get two in this game, and Josh only have two. But twenty seven, and I know that that doesn't equal twenty eight. But twenty seven seventeen is kind of where I'm at on this one. I actually said uh, last. I think it was yeah last night twenty eight twenty three is kind of where I'm at. Uh, I do think this is a pretty close game. I think uh, emotions run pretty hot and heavy early that causes maybe some splash things and some bad things, yeah, and, yeah. and then settle down in the second, and then come out in the third and do it all over again where you're trying to figure each other out again. Right, and then right. this is a fourth quarter game, right? Yeah. I, I feel like that's what could happen. I hope not. I hate one. I don't want it either. I, yeah. I as a Bills fan, I hate one possession games. Like, can we just yeah? Let's just put them away. Let, Somebody let's... told me uh, 4117 and I was like, sign me up, dog. Where where are we going for that? Yeah, like that one, I'm all on board for that. Like if after the first couple quarters we feel like we can sit back and kind of chill, right? The way my heart's fluttering right now, I will take that, you know, like no no problem. Exactly. Yep. So so my prop bet that I am gonna get out give out though that I want I think you could probably get on board with this one too is Tyler Bass over one and a half field goals. Uh, over one and a half. So two, probably. Yeah, I I can see that. Yeah. I feel like they have both these kickers at one and a half field goals. I feel like both of these kickers will go over. That's my prediction at 27. So three three touchdowns and two field goals. So, yeah. So, I mean, I think that's, that's very doable in this game. It it feels like the offenses could fly down and then maybe get stuck a little bit. Yeah. yeah. uh, Yeah. I'm curious to see, are you happy with 
everything else that we're putting out there today? Or is there any one player that you would swap out at this point? Swap out? No. I mean, I'd, I'd clearly love to have Tredavious White on the football field, but I'm excited to see, you know, Kair Elam, uh, you know, kind of rest and settle and play within himself versus pressing, which he did a lot in training camp and in preseason. Um, and if he can't, I'm excited to see what a young guy like Christian Benford could potentially do. Now, this is not the, the test that I would idealize for them because this is a really good football team. I'd rather see them against the Patriots who don't really have wide receivers other than Devontae Parker or another team like that that just, you know, is maybe muddling in the mess wide receiver wise. But mm-hmm. we're going to find out they're, they're going to learn a lot in this game. They're going to learn a lot about themselves in this game. And you, I know you mentioned it that you think Josh Allen's going to have a few, but Ken Dorsey uh, anticipating any hiccups today? Um, I actually don't know. I, you know, I haven't spoken a lot about Dorsey. The only thing I've said about Dorsey so far this preseason is, is, is it's very possible that he could have a better connection and flow offensively than, than Dable did. Day, you know, Ken Dorsey was a quarterback in the NFL. You know, Dable never was. Dable's a wizard, an offensive wizard. So you're kind of getting the best of both worlds. You're getting the guy that designed everything. And then you're getting the guy that understands situational football understands what Josh Allen is feeling in the moment, understands what he likes. So I, you know, I think there's a lot of opportunity for Ken Dorsey to be really good as a play caller. But again, I could be very wrong. No, I love it. I'm anticipating that uh, he's going to do very well. Uh, I don't think he's going to have a hard time because of the quarterback aspect of his game, right? He's been through a lot of these scenarios. He's done a bunch of this stuff. So, all right, everybody, uh, we're getting real close to kickoff. I know Joe's going to get out of here. I'm going to get out of here and get ready to enjoy this thing. Joe basically told me he was going to cut bait at any given moment of I went two seconds over, uh, but I just appreciate everybody hanging out with us this all all this off season. Uh, make sure this time next year I'm going to be hanging out in Western New York. I'll be yeah, out there, you know. Not next year, next week. Oh yeah, next week. Did I say next year. Yeah, so next week we'll be out there in Western New York hanging out. Uh, hopefully, see all you guys. Thanks for everybody enjoying the show with us. Go check out homespacecorp.org and help them out if you can. Awesome. And of course, go Bills. Go Bills. Make sure you leave a review and subscribe. So you never miss another episode. We'll see you next time. Leg out.